Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. All right, starting off with uh, episode two. Episode two. Podcast, not podcast. <laughs> podcast. I'm uh, Carter. Andy. Tony. I'm Sean. And we're going to jump right into sports, starting off with the hockey playoffs going on right now and the Nashville-Anaheim series. Hot off the press. Yeah. Yeah, the game just ended less than an hour ago, and uh, just like game one, the Ducks had the lead for most of the game, then in the third period just couldn't hold off uh, couldn't hold off Nashville, and Nashville came back and scored two goals in the last 10 minutes, I believe, with one coming in the last 30 seconds. And on the road, you know, you know, Ducks could have easily folded, could have lost that game, but fought hard in overtime and about 11 or 12 minutes into overtime or so, they uh, netted the game winner on uh, what was actually an own goal. Some friendly fire to, uh, got them lucky out of Nashville. But if they would have, I'll tell you right now, if they would have lost that game, they would have been, I, I think they would have been done. The way Nashville's playing this year to go down 3-1 in the series, I wouldn't have been surprised if Nashville would have just wrapped it up at, in Anaheim this Saturday and just... You know, left them at home. They would have been goners. They're a talented team, Nashville, but um, it's it's exciting hockey when that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> even even if the Ducks are breaking down late, it's fun to watch. And there's nothing better than overtime hockey. But these teams are really going back and forth, and it's it makes for some exciting television for sure. Yeah, I Absolutely. think this series has got potential to go seven. I don't see someone winning two or even definitely not three in a row, but. Not even two in a row. It just seems like it just keeps going back, forth, yeah. back, forth. Yeah. But you know, for Ducks fans, hopefully they do win at least two in a row because that's what they're going to need to do. Because you know, it's been Nashville has been winning the odd games and Ducks the even games. And if you uh, can do the math there, if that keeps going, then it's it's going to be Nashville. But I'm not sure why they're they're following so late in the games, but they need to figure that out because yeah. I mean that's that's killing them. And I, if, if they get behind early on, I don't want to see you know what the yeah. period looks like for them if they're going to play like that. I think that's been happening more so, though. And I've only seen that happening in Nashville. The other series, it looks like, and when they're at home, they've been doing well. But people have said, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that was Nashville's like first playoff home loss, yeah. I yeah. want to say, ever. I don't know if they've wow. even... Or they said 10 in a row? So yeah, last yeah. I think they were 10 They were ten and 0 after their most recent win on... A, Tuesday, so I think, yeah, I mean, that's a building that gets going. I mean, it's a college football town, too, so it's like those people, they love their sports, they're passionate about yeah, their absolutely. sports. Everybody everybody from other sports, too, are getting in. I saw Marcus Mariota and Titans uh, offensive line there, a bunch of country singers. I mean, that, that town's going crazy for hockey. And actually, I was listening to some radio this morning saying how uh, the atmosphere has just been one of the best in hockey. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were saying they don't, it's, you know, tough for them to lose there because of that. And I think they, it's clear that in this series they have fed off that, the momentum of the crowd as they've, you know, come back late twice now. But like I said, for Ducks fans, thankfully they were able to hold that storm and uh, were able to quiet the crowd tonight. So we're going to, Saturday I think is still a more of a big game for the Ducks than Nashville because if Nashville can sneak that, uh, road victory, then you know that crowd's going to be extra loud on Saturday. I mean, on Saturday, I'm sorry. The, follow the next home Tuesday. game because uh, that, it'll be potential for their first time to ever go to the Stanley Cup. They've never they've never even been this far, so I mean, to have a home never game where they can possibly win to go to the Stanley Cup is going to be a would be a bad, bad sign for the Ducks. Yeah. Absolutely. Who you guys got? What what game yeah. and, and who's winning? I think Ducks in seven. I think, I think each team wins their last their home games the rest of the way. I don't think another road team wins. I think Ducks can come out Saturday 
score, uh, hopefully score first like they've done the last couple games and, you know, hold them off and play well like they did the last home game. They've been scoring a lot of goals at home this entire playoff, so I think they could do that, but I think if it comes back to Nashville, I think Nashville's going to be able to do it there, and then I think if it comes back to Anaheim and it'll be a rematch like last year when the Ducks and Nashville went seven games and the Ducks blew it at home, but I don't think they'll let that happen again this year if that's the case. Two series back-to-back game sevens for Anaheim, that's, that's going to be rough for them and fans yeah. considering the whole game seven curse that they've had. Yeah, well, Just a little. broke that Yeah, but you know, uh, for the most part, so I mean, hopefully that's yeah, obviously... Could it's still lead to their exit. How about you, Andy? Who do you think? <laughs> I don't think it's going to go to seven games because oh. I think uh, Nashville's going to take the next two games. Oh! I think they, they've been the better team. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, so it's tied. I think in like every game, Nashville's outshot them. And if Nashville does take game five, I think there's no chance. Oh, I agree with that. But I think game five is the series. And it's, it's weird make to say break. it's only Absolutely. game five, but I really do believe that because I think if the Ducks... Win game five, they got that three two lead, they'll at least they can go to Nashville, relax, knowing they've won there, knowing that if they worst case if they do lose, they at least come back home. But if Nashville wins game five, I don't think Ducks stand really a chance for game six. Not at all. That, 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 that will be and it'll be the loudest it's ever been. Yeah. It'll be the we loudest it's ever been. Like the comeback was because the Ducks made a bunch of stupid penalties. Yeah, they have been so. making penalties late. I mean I like I said, on when they lost on Tuesday, I was it looked like it was a power play for Nashville the last eleven minutes and Full then strength. when Nashville did tie it, and then when they actually went on that power play with a little under four minutes left, I was like, there's no way they're not going to score. Sure enough, they did, and then even when the Ducks pulled their goalie, Nashville still controlled it. I mean, they just, they've been, it's weird. The Ducks will play, have played the first two periods better on the scoreboard, at least. Maybe not better on the ice, but at least on the scoreboard, and then that third period comes around, and Nashville just comes out there hungry, and I mean, we they obviously do feed off that crowd, but Ducks have to figure that part out. If they can fix that part, then, I mean, they, they could be tough to beat, too. Dobby, dare I ask, or are you taking your Ducks? You know, I I sit here in a Ducks shirt, and that's, yeah, I mean, they can't see that. But I agree with Andy. They've been they've been outplayed by uh, by Nashville, and it just seems like they want it more. But in those spurts of three or four or five minutes, they're, they're kicking ass. And if they can continue to do that, hopefully with a little more time than that, then I think they have no problem going all the way, and I'm going to take Ducks. Probably game seven. Game seven, all right. Well, I am going to go with Andy's prediction. Oh, I do boy. think Nashville takes game five, and that just swings all momentum. And uh, I will take Nashville in six, but we will see. You it's know, been a good series, and I, I hope it yeah. goes seven just because I love playoff hockey, and there is nothing like a game seven mm-hmm. in playoffs, man. It's And then we've got the other series that we is should be a good one, too, is Ottawa, who has shocked a lot of teams are up 2-1 on the defending champion Pittsburgh Penguins after just handling them at home game two, yeah, I mean, yeah, game three yesterday when they beat them 5-1, I believe, and they were up yeah. 5-0. They were up Smoke. 4-0 at the end of the first. I mean, it was – and, I mean, we're talking about the defending champions. I mean, we're not talking about, a, you know, just a team that snuck into the playoffs and, you know, is lucky it has never been this far before. I mean, we're talking about a team that knows this I'm, situation and – Absolutely, and uh, Pittsburgh, it's, it's not like they lost many players and they've always restocked. They have a, from top line to fourth line, man, they're, they're stacked and they got a lot of depth and they can fire at you from all ways. So I am very surprised to see Ottawa kind of routing them. Um, Ottawa's a young, fast team led by your, your boy uh, Bobby Ryan, Yeah. and uh, they, they are turning it on right now and it's very surprising. Yeah, I mean, that's a 
we'll see. That'll be a good one. I fully expect Pittsburgh to come out uh, tomorrow. I believe they probably play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fully expect them to come out. A team is they're too good to lose by that much and not come back game the next game and just you know play Pittsburgh hockey. So I that's another series that I think the way it's going right now, especially with the fact Ottawa's up two one, is going to go to probably seven, possibly seven games also. And I mean, I've been saying throughout the playoffs, too, is, I mean, it's been clear to me so far that, or at least I thought through the first couple rounds, that Pittsburgh and Nashville were playing the best hockey out of anybody. And so, I mean, it was, you know, you kind of thought that's what you were going to see in the finals, but it would be ironic if, you know, it ended up being Ducks-Ottawa because that was actually who the Ducks beat in the Stanley Cup when they won it in 2007. So it would just be, for people around here, it would be kind of ironic that if the Ducks did finally get back to the Stanley Cup for the first time since then, that it would be against the team that they beat. So we'll see. It'll make a good and story. It'll definitely be. The hockey playoffs have been a lot more exciting than the NBA playoffs. That's which, for sure. uh, I mean, a little bit. As we saw last in last night's game, uh, the Spurs and Warriors is just a joke. I mean, that was two nights ago. Last night's game was the Celtics Cleveland. and Cavaliers, which game was also a joke. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland. LeBron was the whole game. Well rested. That's all I said. We'll say I was. I know. Who do you guys think is going to win the NBA? Oh, the, the finals. All of it? All you want to just skip right ahead? And well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, really quickly, because, I mean, we'll get to these series, but I'm just saying that, I mean, we know it's going to be a Cleveland-Golden State rematch. Absolutely. I mean, we can, yeah, absolutely. Golden State's going to sweep San Antonio, I think, without Kawhi Leonard, and they just... They I lost mean, everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to take Golden State. Um, I'm not sure how many games. I want to I see game one, see how it plays out, but I, I think matchup-wise, uh, they have the advantage. I mean, they, they have... Too many superstars on that team to compete. I'm going to respectfully, again, disagree. I think it's going to be Cleveland just because of how well LeBron's playing. I think it just seems like every year in the playoffs he's playing better and better. And I think when he's at the top of his game, he's not, he can't stop him. And especially because he's been shooting, he's been shooting well. It hasn't been just the driving in and the, all that jazz. It's been... He's making jump shots. He's making. He was shooting like forty-seven or fifty percent from somewhere around there from three pointers the first couple rounds. Yeah, he's playing that as well. And he's and then you add the fact that they have Kyrie Irving. Kevin Love looks like he's playing a little better. And then you get all these three-point shooters like Golden State that you know Smith, Fry, Corver that have been coming off the bench and stuff, or you know he's coming off the bench or starting, and they're hitting their threes. And I mean, they just add it all together, and they, you know, it's gonna be. I just think they're going to be tough. And you know LeBron, he's playing this well right now, but you know his eye has been always, it's on the prize. And he wants yeah. Golden State. He wants to absolutely yeah. do it again against them. But but in the same respect, I mean. You know, yeah, you've got Durant this time for Golden State. Curry's Curry. And then Thompson, I think, will be playing a little bit with a chip on his shoulder now because if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't assigned to any of the All-NBA teams that no. were just announced. Which we'll, we'll get to. Let's stay right. on the, uh, the finals preview, which is still two weeks away or so, but. Uh, I think I'm aligned with Carter here again. Uh, like, great minds think alike, yeah. Andy. That's what they say, you know. So uh, Golden State, I don't think they're as deep as they used to be, but that top level talent can't be matched. Like, if LeBron's the best player in the, in the series, Golden State clearly has those two and three. Yeah. Uh, just no, I, they could just take turns if Curry is off. Now Durant gets to go and. Just, yeah. Cleveland doesn't have the individual like athletes to guard everyone. Like LeBron's amazing, but he's going to use all his energy on offense. 
and you're going to be stuck with Kevin Love's going to have to guard someone. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> Love too much. will struggle against whoever he guards, because I imagine, what, that'll be Green or Durant or... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you match like, your five against him on That's pretty Zaza. Down to. But then, like, so yeah, Tristan Thompson's got to well, chase Durant around. J.R. Smith, if I'm not mistaken, J.R. Smith usually shuts guys down well, so they might put Smith on uh, Thompson. Yeah, like I mean, Kyrie goes to and LeBron and Durant. Well, LeBron will be on Durant. I mean, I don't know how really LeBron's known for defense at all, but. Well, he's he 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 play defense. He just good But I will say, too, Golden State's 34 defense. or something, or 32, and he's going to yeah. have the ball in his hands on offense. Golden State's defense, though, I would, is better than Cleveland's, which I think could also obviously gives them the edge because I think Durant and Draymond are phenomenal defenders. And I, I think, I don't even think Durant gets enough credit for it because, I mean, he's so yeah. lengthy. He blocks a lot of shots. He's. Because I don't remember they talked about how he went out for those however many games he missed. And at first, they were talking about how their defense started not doing too well. Like he, I mean, everyone always talked about his phenomenal offense, but the guy actually plays really good defense as well. So they will definitely be obviously tough when it comes down to that. But. Yeah, and then you're forgetting. I mean, Clay's pretty good, and uh, Iguodala is. Yeah. Still one of my favorite defenders. Yeah, I, I actually completely Guy's forgot about Iguodala coming. He, he'll have some minutes against LeBron. Yeah, no, I agree. If he's healthy, I think he missed he missed both games so far. Uh, yeah, at this point, I'm sure they're just resting. Yeah, like why you rest him for the beast? You know, there's no reason to have him anymore in this series. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I I want to see that game one and just to see how they match up, really, because it's going to be them. Let's, oh yeah, there's no. I don't think Boston's gonna give up too much of a fight, and Spurs are kind of uh, demoralized with the. the well, Spurs, the Spurs showed it in game two when they lost one thirty six to one hundred that they're done. Yeah. They, I mean, Kawhi went down in game one after when they had like a twenty three point lead, I believe. Golden State came all the way back, and I think that that was the Spurs. You know, I think game two they came out and showed with Kawhi Leonard not playing that they, they can't really, they definitely can't beat the Warriors in a series without Kawhi Leonard. I think even if he comes back, it's, oh, yeah, I agree. it's not going to happen. I mean, I agree with what you were saying. You were saying you, you thought also the game one, even though Spurs had that lead, that Gold State was kind of just you yeah. know, cruising. Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to guard Curry, who just went off in the third quarter and brought him back. Yeah, so. he was taking some ridiculous shots too, man. That's the great way, though. I mean, that's how he energizes his teams. He makes shots that he shouldn't even be attempting, and, and that's how he gets them going. He's and, that guy in the gym. Just hits it from wherever, and like, how the <laughs> hell does he do it? Watching him in his warm-up videos is usually ridiculous. He's usually lining up from just inside half court, and you, he literally He's makes six, up. seven, eight in a row, and it's, it's incredible. It's insane. Absolutely insane. But uh, moving on to the uh, the all-star team, or the all-NBA teams. Klay yeah. um, Thompson didn't make any. He's going to have that chip on that shoulder. But what I'm interested in mainly from those teams is the fact that uh, Utah and Indiana are going to not have the option to do the suit max deals for their star players. Yeah. And it's going to have a lot of implications going on in the future for the NBA draft and uh, mainly the NBA year if they stay there. So I'm, I'm excited for that as a Laker fan, uh, just to see where that goes, you know. What do you what do you guys think about that? Well, first, I would say I don't think either Gordon Hayward or Paul George deserve those spots. I think the teams were pretty good. Like, I think Draymond was, like, the last guy to make it, but, like, like he, he got a bunch of second team votes even because he's just so important to that team that while Hayward took a big step up this year and Utah was good, he's still not that level. Yeah, I agree. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue. I mean, there's so much top-level talent in the NBA because it's such yeah. a star-driven league that any list they, they throw out, even all-star lists, um, you know, when Lillard doesn't make it and whatnot, it's just like... Oh, yeah. Lillard getting subbed on the all-star team all the time is... It, it's beyond me. It's beyond you, but well, it's, it's oh, hard yeah. to argue with the rosters they put out there. I mean, the, yeah. everybody's so talented, and um, I, I had no discretions with the list, and, uh, but I'm really excited as the uh, draft lottery just happened and uh, what implications that can mean for Boston, who's in the Eastern Conference Finals already and has the opportunity to uh, add a, yeah. a key player to that movement going forward. Yeah, I think so, they're going to end up getting Fultz. You think they're going to draft somebody? Yeah, I heard. I saw today they were talking about how Isaiah Thomas met with them and talked to him, and then they're not even going to really get to Washington talk to Rose. Lonzo Ball because Lonzo's <laughs> balls are, Lonzo Ball's dad already said his well, son's only working out with the Lakers. Oh, I, I know that, but I said work yeah. out with him. Yeah. I said, you know, talk to him really because he's he's gonna he's only letting the Lakers talk to him and stuff. So, I mean, I would actually be interested to see that reaction if the Celtics did, you Take know, shock the world and... Take Lonzo Ball and... and I'm fine with that. Giving me a full yeah. Lakers, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, I did love that. Uh, I watched the video of uh, LeVar during the NBA, or post-NBA draft lottery. And that guy's been pushing the Lakers since the get-go. And the fact that he was... That actually happened where he set up to have his son go to the Lakers. Yeah, that's He's just crazy. beaming and he's saying that that's going to happen. I'd be happy for it. I mean, as a Laker fan as well, I mean, I want Lonzo Ball to come to the Lakers. I think he will do well. I mean, I just... Hope that his dad can sit in the sidelines. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to. But <laughs> I just don't want his dad to distract his son. I mean, this is his son's career. This is his son's future. It's like don't distract your son and the team. Let them go out and play. Don't be pressuring anything like, oh, my son. Because you already know it's going to happen. There's going to be a few games where maybe Lonzo's playing 18, 20 minutes, and his son and his dad's going to come out and be like, my son needs to be playing 40 minutes a night. Blah blah. You guys want to win. And it's like, that's just stuff that's not fair. It's not fair to Lonzo. I mean, and you can tell, I think, because he doesn't really come out and say anything against his dad. I think they were raised not to talk back to him. I mean, he's oh, a yeah. terrifying guy. Well, I think they respect their father and that oh, like, they, he's always had their back. Exactly. Yeah, and he like, is, there's no reason to go against them. Oh, I agree. But I mean, it's just kind the, of like... The time might come eventually, but like... Yeah. There was, a, hasn't there, there was an article wrong. I read recently from Ramona Shelbourne on ESPN, and she interviewed Lavar and kind of like the whole raising process of his kids and and just really what opened my eyes was the work ethic he instilled in them at a, such a young age. He was having them play high schoolers at like age 11 and 12 and they were sometimes beating these high school kids and so he's he's really instilled just a, a drive in them and the uh, the another little tidbit was right after the the lottery he he thought uh, Lavar thought he was Lonzo was gonna go out to the club with his friends and party it up and celebrate you know, and I guess he went to the gym with his brothers and they all just worked out and now he's he's in he's in Laker mode man. He's, he's nineteen so I don't know where he's gonna go. Oh uh, yeah, well, he can find a way. There's plenty of people that get places. Yeah, especially in L.A. Yeah, Johnny yeah, Manziel found a way. I'm yeah. sure Lonzo Ball can. <laughs> yeah, they they welcome them in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good draft and a good uh, free agency period. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to see how the NBA shifts. Yeah, so that's back to that uh, whole all-NBA th team thing. That's So Paul George won't be able to get as big of a contract from Indiana as he would have, which leads to speculation that he'll just leave for the Lakers after next year. 
So that's what they're hoping for, and I don't know, they'll, they'll be have a lot of guards and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if the Lakers could get Paul George, you know, you, you'd have Paul George, you'd have... I mean, this was, would be what, and after this next coming season? Yeah, so... So we're talking 2019 season? It would be the 18 summer, so yeah, the 18-19 yeah, season. And I mean, so... With that, I mean, you'd be looking at Paul George. You'd have Ingram would be getting ready to go in his third year. Russell and Rand Russell would be going into his fourth year. And I think Randall is would he be going his fourth or fifth? Fifth, fifth I think. Well, yeah, missed the whole year. Yeah, he was. Right. So really, like his fourth, fourth year playing. Yeah. And I mean, uh, so assuming they still have all those guys, which Clarkson, I mean, they should, Clarkson, they're going to have to make a decision on somebody. Yeah, I don't. Some, if Paul George does go there, I don't. I don't see George Ball. Uh, Ingram, uh, Russell, Randall, and Clarkson all on the same team. I mean, somebody would have to probably go somewhere. And I, and I, I know they talk about Clarkson a lot, but I like Clarkson. I like Clarkson too, but I, I also don't think when teams approach the Lakers, they're not trying to get Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get uh, Randall. I know a lot are going for Randall, Randall and uh, and Russell. I mean. Because if you're bringing Alonzo, you know, that's I'd like up. to see one more year out of Russell just to see how he does. Because I thought he improved and matured a lot this year, but he's still, he's on like the edge of me. Like he still has that kind of that thing about him where I feel like he's not very disciplined and maybe he could be get he could, I could see him like doing the party scene more and getting just losing motivation or not like caring as much and whatnot. And I mean, if that happens, I mean, it's. He's got to go then because you can't, you know, you can't have that. But I mean, they're they're a young team and they're in LA. I mean, it's like that's what's going to happen, and they're not good either. So I mean, they know they're not good. I feel like so it's like, you you can just be like, well, it's not like what does it matter? You know, we'll just and, enjoy and, the nightlife of LA at least. And I think a, a presence of a Paul George would increase that exponentially. Yeah, like, you know, it would just that locker room would change. They're missing that good veteran. Like I'm Absolutely. sure they went over this offseason. They added guys like Dang and. Mm. Uh, Mozgov or whatever, but it's like good. I mean they're they're good, but they're I mean <laughs> they're they're not bad, but I mean they're not we're not talking like we're, I'm talking about they need an all star veteran they need an all star that can come in there that can help carry the team because really there's thirty there's twenty seconds left in the game and the game's tied or they're down by one I mean every game it's going to be a different person that could you want take that over but you want someone that you can trust that are you doing that Gatorade commercial where you mix that shot <laughs> now, you want that veteran leadership but you also want that leadership by example and they don't have that that veteran that can come in and lead the team on the court um, that's just their best player isn't a veteran it was Lou Williams at the time but it's he's just gone and I think just as a Laker fan also I mean we're not used to I mean I guess we have been the last few years but it's just annoying that you have to go that we're actually going through the rebuild the thing and it's like you just want to be good this season you want to be good next season it's like then when you're like oh 2019 maybe then they'll get paul george it's like well yeah what about 2018 i want 2018 to be like good well then, let's hope we ride the magic johnson hype and yeah i think that's that's huge too uh, this will be the first whole season with magic first off season with magic johnson which i agree i was talking to actually someone about this the other day too about how if a player does you know if you're trying to get some free agents and they're coming into the office to, and you sit down with them it's like if you look at if you're looking at Mitch Kupchak, you're kind of like okay, whatever. But it's like when you're looking at Magic Johnson, it's like that's one of the greatest, arguably the top five players to ever play the game. People would argue. So I mean, absolutely, it's just different. Did, so, I mean, that was huge for the Lakers. Did you guys by chance catch the uh, interview with Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, Paul George was on there, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was last night. And Paul, the Jimmy Kimmel's just uh, consistently probing him about the Lakers, mm-hmm. and it's funny because usually. A player that's on contract with another team kind of dismisses it yeah. Yeah. and doesn't say anything, but he's completely open. I highly recommend go go listen to it. 
Um, he's talking about the Lakers, how he, he loves them. He's an L.A. kid, how he would love to join them, and uh, is how big of an influence Kobe is in his household. And uh, he's going to actually work out with Kobe and ask him questions about the Lakers organization. I mean, he was open completely about it. So it's really interesting, his approach on it. So He's not happy in Indiana. No, I don't think and so. And I think he proved that in this playoffs when he was started nagging on teammates. You know, he got mad at C.J. Yeah. Miles for, in my opinion, what was a wide-open shot for him to take. C.J. Miles has to take that shot. It's like, I understand he missed it, but it's like, it was either C.J. Miles shooting that shot, or if you throw it out to Paul George, all of a sudden, instead of looking at like a 20... 23-foot shot, whatever that mile shot. You're looking at like a 30-foot shot from George contested by LeBron. I mean, that wasn't going to go in either. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if we're going to talk Magic Johnson being the GM, I think Paul George made Larry Bird resign as GM. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't anymore, There's so. a difference That's between true. Magic and Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah. all right. Those two are still going at it. <laughs> that was very true. Great point. Um, but I think that concludes the sports uh, section. Let's go on to uh, some news, Sean. Fire me some... What is this romper talk? Oh my gosh, I cannot not be mad at this. Uh, we looked at it the other day. It's a Kickstarter. Some bullshit. Some dickhead guys got together. <laughs> let's let's make the most annoying thing to cause a fuss. Well, they did it. They made a male romper. Uh, it already has two thousand four hundred backers on Kickstarter. Their initial pledged goal of ten thousand dollars. Was hit, I think, in a couple of minutes. They're almost at three hundred thousand dollars. That's disgusting. Yeah, um, that is disgusting. I can't wait to be appalled in public by the dickheads that are so funny. Hey, look at me! Look at me and my group. We're we're those guys that we're obnoxious and dumb, but we know it. You're gonna have. So I many, hate it. You're gonna see so many rompers that have the the Greek lettering of, the, oh, yeah. of their fraternity yeah. stitched in. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna be rolling in troves at. at uh, football games, uh, any any events, and it's going to be so irritating to my eyes. Can I get a little more details on this? So, how much do you have to uh, contribute to uh, get one of these things? No minimum contribution. In case any of our ten dollars, pledge five dollars or more, and you could be a romp hero. Oh, uh, that's obvious. Pledge twenty five dollars or more, and you can uh, get an iron on patch. What's the what's well, how, the how pledge get to get one? Uh, ninety five dollars. What a deal! Ninety five dollars for to obtain one. Yeah, it looks like that's what it is. That's ninety five dollars for. You do one hundred and seventy five, you get a two pack. That's what's, double the douchery. That's <laughs> like bread count on this. Yeah, with Egyptian cotton. What you know, I'm with? sure it's really a lot of garbage. What um, I hate is being around here where we live. We are definitely going to see a lot of those, I think, when summer's concluding and Chapman's coming back into session because there are a lot of candidates. Too deep a fold. It's like 100 kids are going to Chapman. Trust me. Who knows who that is? Trust me. Carter knows. Uh, We went to some frat parties with our buddies in there. There are a lot of Chapman kids that are going to wear that stuff. Chapman's a big school for uh, film, so it's actually very popular. And our our boys, the, uh, I believe, the, what are they, the Dumfer Brothers? What the Stranger oh, Things? Did right? you confirm that? Yeah, well, let's look at Duffer Brothers. I, you said someone said that they're not called that, the Duff. I think they're the Duff, Duffer or something. Duffer, like Duffer Brothers. Duffer. They're Duffer. the ones that did what with Stranger Things? They created they, it. They wrote it and directed it. Duffer. Duffer Brothers. Matt and Ross Duffer. Ross. Did they go to Chen? Uh, you know, IMDb doesn't give you a whole lot about that. <laughs> I'm Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Too. No Vikings. Yeah, they don't even give them their birthday, man. Wikipedia. It's a better site. That's your job. <laughs> but uh, please donate to Wikipedia. I'll let you know that they money. do have a two or twelve hundred and fifty dollar pledge you can do, 
and that can make you uh, king dickhead for a day. Thank the Lord, <laughs> zero of ten have done it. I, so I, there is a god somewhere. He's I, just not paying a whole lot of attention. There is another thing. Yes, one of the universe. one of the fabrics is sold yeah. out. Boom! Confirmed. See, Duffer idiot. Brothers from Chapman University. Word up, Duffer Brothers. The they were raised in Durham, North Carolina. There we go. But local boys. They traveled. They Chapman. went to Chapman University's Dodge College of Film. There we go. I saw Dodge the, College. It's a terrible name. I saw the Goonies at the Dodge College Theater, and I met Richard Donner. Which one was going to be drunk? He's the director. Yeah. Hey, still can. Still can. But um, that is awful. I did see a funny joke picture recently with the NFL logo stitched on, and nothing infuriated me more, really. <laughs> oh, and I I haven't said the worst thing. There's still 25 more days on this Kickstarter Let's campaign. Go. They're going to hit like a billion dollars, and I just want to cry. So are they going to like raid a prison and just cut the legs <laughs> off? Like We only sell an orange at the moment. <laughs> no, they might. I, thought, I just want to know who was just stoned in their garage when they... When they thought of, uh, you know what? I bet a male romper could take off. <laughs> Let's just try it. And then it is. And you know what that just tells me? It's just, you think of everything that takes off these days, it's all a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, because irony is funny. I hate this day and age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just, still thinking of the, like, the functionality of this. Is there, oh, there's there, no such thing. Aren't your balls going to just dip out of this that? the second you sit down? I feel like, yeah, I feel like you they're going to need... One. It's going to be like that you scene... Know start? Is a romper repair service because I feel like these are going to be ripping nonstop. What about a romper, a romper rebellion? There you know? we go. I'm down with that too. That could be our romper repair service name. It's going to be like that scene in Sex Drive where they they go into that like trailer park house and that guy sits down in his beanbag just sitting right there next to his leg. That's a romper for you. Yeah, that's it's not. Oh, it's, it's awful, and I'm just I don't want to live in the future where that's a thing. I hope they just get it like poorly made and try to make such a big profit on the $95 donations that it's cheap material and that thing dies the day it's like sent out. So that's that's my dream for the the male romper. But uh, in some more news, Andy, if you want to cover this because I know you're a big fan, we had uh, somebody pass away today, I believe, or was it last night? Last it was night. Wednesday. Uh, last yeah, night. so last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the Just to specify. <laughs> Hold on. What? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. You only get like four seconds of that before it's copyright. And that's all I'll <laughs> do. So that was, that a, song was a song. From Soundgarden, and uh, their frontman, Chris Cornell, uh, he killed himself last night, so. He hanged up, himself. Woke up to that news this morning. All I saw something was like. Rocker Chris, and then I closed out of the story, and like, wait, wait, I want to go back and see what that was. So I Googled that, and of course it said Chris Cornell, dead at 52. I was like, shit. And it was right That's... after a performance, right? Yeah, so Soundgarden, Soundgarden's on a tour, and they were in Detroit, and they played a show, and Cornell went back to his hotel room and hung himself. So. That's, That's awful. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of childhood music. Uh... Yeah, I just thought, like, I saw someone post that, so... Yeah, Kurt Cobain died. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows who that is. Of course. But then uh, the lead singer of Alice in Chains, another contemporary Seattle band, he died in the early 2000s. And then uh, Scott Weiland died last year. You know, I so saw a him. Lot of I, I saw Scott Weiland about a month before he, he killed himself. Wow. Well, he just died. He didn't kill himself. 
I don't okay, know. Okay, my bad. <laughs> it's hard. In, in the end, they all killed themselves. His body well. killed yeah. himself. Yeah. Did he have I, any suicidal like stuff going on? Like, did people yeah. know he was suicidal? Well, I mean, they have a lot of dark songs, but uh, yeah, he had some drug problems, and I know, like, he a lot of these people were just uncomfortable with their fame from. It's like they were super famous when they didn't want to be, yeah. and now they're not so much. And... and that lifestyle, it takes a toll on you. I mean, unless you're in it, I mean, it's all those nights of partying and the drugs, the drinking, and yeah. then it's just time after time, your body, you just eventually get physically and mentally exhausted. I know that's that's why the biggest thing, I think, is a lot of times with these little kid celebrities, like movie stars <laughs> that end up at like eight, nine years old, they're famous making millions of dollars then by the time they're 17 18 they're in rehab and they're all drugged out and it's like you know it's a tough yeah, lifestyle the, the rock star life is definitely even tougher than that i know yeah. a lot of them they're they're hard partying in their 20s but then they need to keep playing into their 40s and they might have gotten clean off heroin or booze whatever it is but now they're high in pills just because they, they need the pain pills to play a show you really just have to be British to, yeah, to be able to say, do don't it. You have, don't you have a theory on uh, British rock and roll guys that if they get past a certain age, they live to be like... I don't have that, but... <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah, you do. Didn't, I you said like once they hit 70 years old, they're just grandfathered in for life of not dying. How old is Ozzy Osbourne? Thank you. You were talking about Keith now, Richards, I think. Because this was, this was like last year. David Bowie died. I think he was 69. And it was like... Okay. If he had just made it to 70, he would have had <laughs> yeah, 30 more years, but... Yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, I just I have too many theories, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's sad news, and uh, he, I think they were just set to like headline a, a big event, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, so it's, it's very sad news, but uh, a lot of uh, good music. Uh, what's your favorite song by them? Uh, Soundgarden, I'm guessing, yeah. not, not his... Uh, not I, like, his I like the entire album of Super Unknown, but the, the title track is great from that. Uh... I think my favorite song is a song called The Day I Tried to Live. Which oh, is, hi. Yeah. Oh, you can't, can't get more ironic than that <laughs> one. Ominous right. Andy. The Day but, I Tried to Live. Yeah. Go listen to that one. Um, and uh, and if pay you, respects. Uh, yeah, if you don't know Soundgarden, first check him out. But uh, he was also the frontman for Audio Slave. They were a little more recent from the 2000s. That was uh, him with the rest of the guys from Rage Against Machine. So... Yeah, this song. Everyone knows this song. Yeah. All right. So, it, and you say it was, like, it was a long career. So he's 52, and I think Soundgarden started in like mid 80s. They so might have been most popular in the 90s, but no, I definitely remember uh, some of those songs in the 90s growing up. Yeah. So, um, but uh, moving on to some uh, entertainment news, uh, we have a couple shows returning. To television, uh, Roseanne is coming Roseanne back. Roseanne is back. Well, will be coming back to it's ABC. Just announced, right? It was announced yeah, this I week. I saw it on ABC television. They had a little like promo for it. Really? Oh. Wow. That's Not just a news story. It was like so. John Goodman is confirmed and in, in on it, right? Everybody's I back, to my knowledge. Yeah, I think so. Not that you anyone know. else would be that tough to get. I feel yeah, like it's John like John Goodman's probably the hardest. One and the only one they need to worry about. Yeah, it's like any of the siblings from Full House. What else were they doing? You know? I mean, Roseanne's probably a big one too. Yeah, <laughs> but that was her baby. That was her baby. Well, I heard that it was actually the uh, the actress who plays the daughter, the younger daughter, was instrumental in getting this back on the air. She has like some talk show, some daytime talk show or something. Huh. So she was 
very adamant about getting it. Like, she's going to be the producer. So. Very interesting. I don't know, but it's kind of cool that, like, they all want to be back. Like, I guess it was a cast that liked each other. Rather than they saw Full House, Fuller House, yeah. and they yeah, were like, angry, and they're like, why can't this be us? We could do it better. <laughs> is Netflix, no, you said it was ABC. ABC. Yeah, yeah, okay. television. Interesting, Probably. cool. Uh, yeah, that's very interesting. I, I just saw a recent trailer, um, Star Trek's coming back to television as well. Oh, yeah, it's an, I mean, it's, is I'm, it... Like Spock and everything? Or is uh, it... No, no, no. So it's, it's, it's. I watched the trailer uh, this morning actually while I was on my shift, and it was, uh, it's going to be set 10 years prior, I think. And oh, it's wow. like an expiration. The, the main character is Sasha from The Walking Dead. Um, oh, yes, I did see that. She's going to be like the captain like of the Timing. USS, whatever. And then, um, but it, it looks, looks pretty cool. I, I'm interested in it. Um, it's, I never got into Star Trek, the first show, but. Their budget looks pretty pretty nice from the effects and everything and all the uh, costume designs. And and it's going to be on CBS, used. I see. CBS, yeah. So television putting uh, their foot down on Netflix, man. They're trying to get back into it, I guess. It'll never yeah, happen. No, Netflix, <laughs> Netflix is reigning supreme. Netflix and HBO. That everything both, else is lackluster. Both have just too much income from the streaming services um, that I don't think they can compete. Well, I feel like Netflix is stretching themselves thin with... There's a lot of stuff they're buying that's yeah not that interesting. There is, but I think they have such a steady flow of income. Yeah, from yeah. they just want to be they want to be vested in everything. And not only that, I mean, think about all the people that are cutting cable nowadays. People, you know, that's a lot of viewership lost, and a lot of when you cut cable, okay, I lo I'm saving myself 120 bucks a month or whatever you pay for cable and internet, and then now you're gonna buy a streaming service because it's 10 to 15 yeah. bucks. I cut my cable like three years ago. Yeah, exactly. I did see Netflix bought a movie that it's a animated movie about Michael Jackson's pet monkey. <laughs> and Fantastic. It's, uh, written and directed from uh, by the monkey. The what we do in the shadows guy. <laughs> oh really? Really? So, oh, that's interesting now because that was good. a great movie. Tell them about that movie, Andy. That's oh. one of the best dark, like well, unheard of I movies think, ever. Yeah, if you don't know it, it's a uh, a mockumentary about vampires living in modern day New Zealand. Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, you don't really need to know any more than that, other than it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Definitely go watch that. It should be on all kinds. of I think services. it's on Amazon. Right? It's on yeah. HBO too. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Um, probably HBO too, and then, um, but. Just go, if you don't have any of those, go rent it, because it's hilarious. One of my favorite, I, I went with my girlfriend not ex knowing what it was until I saw Jermaine Clement, and I was like, why don't you just say it was yeah, the that was of the Conquest? That was enough right Cause, there. Because I wasn't sold on it at all when she was dragging me to it, but then uh, that sold me right away, and it was hilarious. So go check that out. Uh, he's also directed the new Thor coming out yeah. this summer. So it's, uh, he's getting a lot of uh, work in, it seems like. Uh, Michael Jackson's monkey doesn't get bigger than that, I don't think. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, think of, that's when you know you've made it. Exactly. When I think of Michael Jackson's monkey, I just think of that monkey on uh, The Simpsons. Isn't like Krusty the Clown? Oh, that point. Monkey or whatever. <laughs> no, no, that's Family Guy. I'm it's, thinking of, like the, it's always like smoking a cigar or uh, something. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the killer monkey in Family Guy that like always points at people and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Same monkey. <laughs> exactly. All Michael Jackson's monkey. But uh, another show uh, coming back that I think you're really excited about, Andy. Um, the Return of Our Childhood oh. Scary Stories. Trust me, Andy's not the only one excited about this. <laughs> but this is a movie. Oh, it's going to be a movie. Okay, okay. Goosebumps 2 Horrorland. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. So, uh, Goosebumps was a 
book series in the 90s. You should go check it out. Yes, you should. There's about a thousand of them that were written in a two-year span. 500 Kindle. All of them. Yeah. And it was turned into a classic television series. I think it aired on Fox. Oh, yeah. In 1995. And we really enjoyed it. But a few years ago, they made a full-length film starring a comedy giant, Jack Black. Oh, yeah. Giant. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I thought it was a. Oh, I thought it was a bad at all. phenomenal nice. film. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mind it at all. And I loved the. I don't know. I guess it would be kind of. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Would it be a spoiler alert? Well, the movie well, came I mean, out a couple to years say, ago. It's not a, the twist, but to like to say the cameo that was in it. Of R.L. Stein, oh, the real R.L. Stein. Yeah. He's so, always in the bumps, yeah, wasn't he? Like, is that the real R.L. Stein? Like, I just remember when we watched this together. There's a scene towards the end where I think it was Jack Black or someone, they're walking through the halls and they bump into someone and they're like, oh, sorry. And you end up, he ends up looking up and you see that it's R.L. Stein. I just remember all three of us just freaked out and oh, we're yeah, like, oh. Yeah. If you guys are ever needed some good friendship with your pals, just pull up, put on the bumps, have a glass of wine or a beer yeah, and some, some, uh, some trolley, <laughs> sour gummy sour worms. Sour gummy worms. Those are the best <laughs> when you're watching the bumps. That's some bonding like you've never had before. No, that, that's good to hear though. I, I like announced the sequel. It's going to be Goosebumps 2 Horrorland, which I'm personally excited about because that is the best episode of the television I series. I do like Horrorland. I do remember that one vividly. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to go with. I think it's a great idea to just have an amusement park gone awry. I mean, that's classic stuff. Jurassic Park right there. Just make Jurassic Park with children's scary stories. Now, I mean, sold. there's nothing on it really right now. Who do you think they're going to get? I'm, my money's on Michael Fassbender. That would be a big, big pull. Oh, that's that's what they're gonna get. I can't. <laughs> you heard it here first. He's he's busy right now. He's doing two roles. Oh, and, and he's got one coming out this week. But yeah, we'll get to that a little later. Wait, so is this he's got two roles coming out to theaters, or is this just a Netflix? Oh yeah, no, 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 it'll be a oh, theatrical. theatrical. This one yeah. we actually have to go to the theater. Theatrical. Oh, it's theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A ticket plus a popcorn. This will be worth the forty-eight dollars to yeah. go see. Yeah. Now, do you think they see this on IMAX, folks? Oh yeah. Do you think they bring Jack Black's character back since he is on all sign in that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He has. I think what's going on is he's embracing his stories again, and he's created a theme park. Oh, and you know things go loose. Yeah. That that would be interesting. I'm, I'm sold on it. I, yeah, I assume to bring back the dummy because he played a dual oh. role in Goosebumps. The dummy, the dummy's the key guy. Dummy. Yeah. I, mean, I assume he's gonna come back. When you think of Goosebumps, I feel like a couple of the ones that you think of right away are the dummy, and then obviously I think that mask because that mask was one uh, of the yeah. first. I think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it like the first? That I don't. I, I don't want know. to see TV show. And when I think of the TV show, of course, I think of Ryan Gosling. I think of Canadian <laughs> accents. That's no Robert. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we really laugh about those Canadian. Both Canadian, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely the the dummy. I think is the the stronghold of that yeah. series and really one of the biggest icons coming from it. I enjoyed the first movie, so I'm, I'm really pumped for this. It sounds sounds good to me. Um, some some more movies that have recently come out speaking that I saw. Of, speaking of Fastbender. Oh yeah, you want to get right into that? We could go back. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, no problem. No. Uh, I think we should jump right into it. Uh, Fastbender uh, starring in uh, a movie coming out this week. Alien. Uh, I'm not sure what. Covenant. Yeah, Covenant. Was blinking too. Yeah, I was about to say Resurgence. But um, no, uh, Aliens back. Shitty nineties one. And hopefully it's better than Prometheus because uh, that one was like a. Mind fuck. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a defender of Prometheus. Well, was that not nearly as bad as people make it out to be? I, I thought it was entertaining. I just thought it made me like, kind of like, what is going on? It too was much? definitely uh, dark and cynical. Like everyone, 
There's no one to root for, really. No, definitely not. Fassbender's character was horrifying. There's the android who basically killed all the humans just because mm -hmm. he wanted to see what happens. Yes. So, so uh, Alien's back. Uh, the I'm not sure of the whole story, but they're back in space. It looks like the original. I think they took a lot of the tone and flavor from that one to, to add to this. And uh, the whole new cast, and it looks like it's going to be good. It, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it is good. It's seventy-five percent. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's yeah, supposed to be horror movies. That's good. Really scary. Like the first Alien was a horror movie, and then it became an action franchise. Mm -hmm. Prometheus is more of a philosophical sci-fi type thing. This is going to be like straight horror. Just yeah, that's. I mean, Danny McBride running down the hall screaming. I'm into which, it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I Danny McBride uh, in it. Yeah, I was really curious about that because uh, you know he's usually in his com comedy roles, but uh, um, I'm pumped to see him. Hopefully, he adds a little comedic relief, but at the same time, hopefully, he does well in this horror yeah. setting. His name is Tennessee in the movie. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Typical. I bet he's from Cleveland. But yeah, Fastbender's <laughs> playing the character from Prometheus and another version of that same android. So I, w I want to see them have some face-to-face -face scenes. It's going to be... They, they should have captioned this with uh, Kenny Powers meets Aliens. <laughs> and yeah. then I would have bought a ticket like three months ago already. But uh, Then it would be at 100%. Exactly. <laughs> he's also making a Halloween movie. Kenny Powers? Yeah. Oh, Rose, wow. Like he's writing a new Halloween. Is so. he going into like the horror genre? I, I don't know. I think he just wants to spread his wings. Well, like conquered baseball. He got you got to fly. I guarantee he could, if he, especially if he's writing some, I could see him writing some pretty gnarly stuff because he's just got that personality, that yeah. sense of humor yeah. that he's got really no filter. So I mean, he can go as far as they let him with any like gore, like craziness, I feel like. I love remakes of Halloween. I'm excited oh, about that. That's the first I've heard Halloween. of it. What else is in theaters this week? Um, not a whole lot, honestly. We're still in that kind of dead zone. Um, right here in May. About to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's at like a 30%. Yeah. Everything, everything. Uh, sounds like it's... There's no like great indie coming out or anything. Yeah, Diary of a Wimpy Kid's at 28%. Everything, everything is at... Forty-seven. Okay, so not a good. No, sounds like nothing, nothing if you to want me. To invest your money into the film industry. Go see Alien. Alien is like. the movie to see. Or uh, recently, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. I enjoyed that one. Didn't like it as much as the first. I thought the music was a little slower. Um, but uh, I would definitely recommend go seeing that. I'd watch I think it. Again. Most people have seen it at this yeah. point. I haven't seen Hopefully. it, but I still want to. I haven't seen it either. Well, go see it. It's done like it, right? like two hundred and twenty. Yeah, it's done like two hundred and twenty million. Uh, uh, in our here in uh, on our soil. Yeah, it's good. Pretty damn good. Over yeah, what is good. it? Two weeks now. I like I like that cast. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. I think he's funny and uh, and uh, he makes good movies. So uh, hopefully it continues. And uh, I like it a little switch from like the Marvel superheroes because just because it's more comedy and uh, much more like. Oh no, action friendly and all that kind of stuff. So I, I enjoy it. Colorful, colorful. That's the whole movie is shot on a green yeah. screen, but still, I don't care. Yeah, no, it was awesome. <laughs> that whole the just go see it just for the beginning scene because it's pretty pretty great. Um, and uh, I also saw King Arthur. I I didn't. I think it got decent reviews oh. from users. Yeah, well, users. It's got twenty eight percent. Yeah. The, oh no. Felt, <laughs> see, I don't on Rotten Tomatoes. All I really care about is the user score, just because critics tend to find the negative and highlight the negative a lot more. 79 with the audience. Oh, 79. 79. 
Well, yeah, that's, that's what I want what, them to do. That's what you want them to do, but in a, in, a, in a sense, they focus too much on that instead of enjoying the film. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I like to see the user score because if you want to see a movie that's on that list, um, to me, you want somebody with that same mindset. Like, I'm going to enjoy this movie. Let's go into it thinking that. And uh, it might have some things that are bad about it, which is fine. But if, if you enjoy it, why not go off of that? So I, I prefer the user scoring Rotten Tomatoes, but um, for King Arthur, I liked it. A little too much magic and whatnot for me, but uh, it was a good good movie. I'd watch it again. I probably wouldn't go buy another ticket to it, but uh, um, I would recommend it if you're interested in that kind of uh, setting and, and uh, fantasy film. Some historical? Yeah, so... King Arthur, a real guy? But, um, yeah, and I, I think next week we're going to come out with a summer preview for our movies. Yeah. Got and some good ones coming out this really, summer. It really kicks off next week, I think, with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. I actually want to see that movie. I, I like haven't wanted to see one of those in years. The villain in that is... The villain in that's the guy from No Country for Old Men. Javier right? Bardem. I like that guy. That guy's yeah. spectacularly yeah. horrifying. Yeah, I, and it was funny too because when I first saw that preview the first time, I didn't catch that. But I was like, man, that guy's terrifying. And then when I saw it on TV again, I was like, oh dang, that's him. That guy plays a good, he's the perfect role for that because he is yeah, flip a, coin. a unique looking guy. <laughs> no, he is. He's so like, I think he plays like a good, he plays a good villain. Especially absolutely. after No Country for Old Men for anyone that hasn't seen it. James Bond. Yeah. He's, he's played some really good villains. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one and we'll, we'll kick that off with our summer preview. Highlighting uh, what movies we're looking forward to, what's coming out, and uh, who's going to be starring in them. Um, so that'll be next week. Uh, be sure to tune into our other podcast that we have recently started for season two of Stranger Things. We're going through season one right now, uh, reviewing it all. Andy hasn't seen it yet, so Andy. Uh, look forward to his point of view of somebody that hasn't seen it episode by episode. And then uh, be sure to follow us on our social media and go read our articles on Tony'sTake.com. Tony'sTake.com. You guys have any plugins, Twitters, anything? You can follow me at Dobby Von Dobbers on Instagram. I post like once a week. Yeah, I got we 300 a, followers. We have a Tony's Take Instagram. We have that too. Tony's.Take or something? Tony's.Take. Our old one got hacked. At, That's right. We had 20,000 followers. We yeah. got hacked and deleted. If you want to put a Started face over. on these uh, voices, I'm at Tony Katz. You can get at me on Twitter. Uh, Coach Carter VP. I'm not to be confused with Samuel L. though. I think that's in my little description as well. And our buddy Andy over here will always remain a mystery. Yeah, you can mail him. I'm not even a real human. (laughs) He's like Siri. He's like like that head in Power Rangers. He just... Oh, yeah. That's the movie I didn't see. I didn't either, but I I actually didn't either. I actually heard it was, like, good. Never saw it either. You go in with expectations so low that it actually, like, you enjoyed it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, be sure to follow all of us. Gets a 6.8. Did it? Yeah. Out of 30? Out of 10. <laughs> Traditional scale. But be sure to follow us on social media. Thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to distributing out more info and news. Good stuff.